0: Hello, Kovalev week, and this is the SOC, the State of Combat podcast on CBS Sports with the Brian Campbell fired the heck up to kick off fight week to kick you right in the combat hole with that unmistakable, irreplaceable, impossible to be traceable performance enhancing audio invading your ear holes. Yes, the Brian Campbell, the voice that you hear. About to bring in my sidekick, my cohort, the great Rafael Bugs, in a second. Yeah, we want to talk to you about Josh Taylor's rise to to prominence. Yes, sir. We want to recap the rest of the weekend that was before setting the stage for Canelio and the return
1: of... I love me some Saul Canelo Alvarez. Yes,
0: that man right there. That man right there. We'll do all that. Just a reminder, folks, you love the show, and I know you do. Please. Spread it firmly with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume fine audio. And buckle up for a big week to come for the State of Combat podcast. It's Monday. It's Box. It's Fight Day. Yes, we got pro wrestling on Tuesday. Yes, Sugar Rashad Evans, UFC Hall of Famer, joins me Wednesday to break down what was a big weekend in Bellator and UFC and the world of MMA. But then we go all Canelo Kovalev the rest of the week Thursday Friday, we got a pair each day of interview pods, bonus pods, live and direct from Las Vegas on the ground for Canelo Kovalev, which of course is brought to you Saturday into zone. And we're going to have big time guests, Oscar, Bernard Hopkins, Ry Guy Garcia going to slide in this show's DMs. You're not going to want to miss that. Then hit us up Saturday late night. For Raphael and myself, the instant analysis edition, folks. Seriously, do I have to bring in Prince Nasim Hamed? What other show is gonna give it to you? What other show? Who is gonna put the balls on the line? Because they had a full package. Where are they gonna get that full package today? No, nowhere else, but the SOC. And this show wouldn't be what it be. Indeed, would it be? Without my cohort. He is a New York Times best selling author. He is a featured boxing features writer on TheAthletic.com, and he protects everything Cruiseweight, including Artie Spielka, making the move down, coming up pretty soon. His name is Rafe Bartholomew. Let me lick let me you, up. you up. Let me lick let me you up. Turn on,
1: baby. Let me lick you
2: all around. Boy, oh, let oh,
0: me lick oh. you like love oh,
2: Boom, boom, boom. Brian. What's going on, man?
0: Uh, Midwestern Rafe, uh, you ready Saturday night? You're gonna, you're gonna drop the IA on me. You won't be joining me in Vegas, but you're ready to bring the pain for our listeners after maybe Canelio becomes a four division champion or maybe, maybe Sergey Kosher not just gets handsy on the plane on the way there, but then lets those hands go in the ring.
2: Hi, my boxing fans. Hello, Canestona!
0: <laughs> yes,
2: guy. I am. I was born ready for this. Campbell, you are next, my friend. It's going to be, yeah, I'm going to be here in central command of Greater Detroit for Crusher Canelo against Crusher Canelo. Yeah, why not? Mix them up. Canelo Kovalev. Hi, my boxing fans. Running, running some Q and A live chat action for the athletic. So uh, subscribe. I get a little bit loose on those because ain't nobody paying no attention. And and after that, I will be staying up to talk to you yes. about what really happened behind the scenes.
0: Well, get your drink of choice ready for Saturday night. The soda to me is like liquid crack. And get ready, get fi- Hey, Rafe, if you gotta, if you gotta do a couple. A couple. uh, If you got to, maybe eat a clenbuterol steak. Whatever you got to do to have that energy, to have that gas on the inside. Oh, my God. I'm ready.
2: Hello, King. You are an extra no, 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 no,
0: no. Sergey, Sergei. The man from the damn... Where's Dw- All right. Let's bring in Dwyer already. Hi, it's Dwyer. The week of the fight. Dwyer, where should we be able to find this man? Sergei
1: Kovalev. He belongs on my crime channel here on YouTube.
0: All right. Dwyer's still dead to me until he appears on the show and gives the people what they want.
2: Uh, Ray... where, where will Dwyer be watching this
0: Canelo <laughs> fight? Uh, uh, I, I well... need to know. Well, uh, you know, we know where he would have been. Right. Let me pub the bar here. Hooters,
1: Cabo, California. Great spot to see uh Canelo fights.
0: Uh, but you know, if you live in the greater Cupertino area, if you will, Rafe. San Jose, maybe. Is that Lower Bay? Where I don't know where is that on a map.
2: That is yeah, South Bay.
0: All right, well, I don't know where you're gonna watch the fight. I mean R- Richie might just pull up next to those those uh totes he has over his shoulder. There's like an arts and crafts area going on there.
2: Brian, what would you do if you're walking around the MGM Grand and you see Richard Dwyer there oh. during fight
0: week? I mean, we're from, from... Would that be as big as Barker? Between Barker blowing me off or uh, my Compion moment with Eric or that time we met Rocky Juarez and got the picture with Raskin, I don't know where that would, that would have to trump all of that, Rafe. It really would. Like I don't know if we're effing or fighting when I see him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, you know you know what I'm saying? Effing fight it's all the same, Rafe, right? You know
2: Brothers don't shake hands, Brian. Yeah. Brothers got a hug.
0: That is that is in friggin' deed right there. Wow, I am Rafe, I don't know if you can get that from me yet. If you can remove the fluid from me to, to reveal it at this point. Hey weather. You want me to no, wrong wrong one. Um uh but I'm fired the hell up for this fight this weekend. Okay.
2: Yeah, damn right. Even I'm just fired up in general because look at this run of fights. It really has been I, I guess it makes a little bit of sense because there's so much money being poured into the sport and we've got three different big entities competing, trying to throw big fights at us. But shoot, it's paying off over the last hand, last two months, really. It's like five of the last six weeks, if Kanelo Kovalev turns out to be a, a a strong fight and it looks like I mean I'm hopeful I have high hopes for that Brian. If it turns out good that's 5 out of 6 weeks and the off week was my man Usyk yeah. with a little with a little showcase a little tease.
0: tattoo on tease basically saying uh saying BIG right there. We didn't get to see him against the uh guy we thought we wanted. It's on uh, Spoon telling Sponge had cougar problems, if you will. Yes. Uh, we all got cougar problems, if you know what I mean. Brother. Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. What a t- look, uh it used to be strap season per Errol Spence. Hope he comes back to the ring in one piece, and it's it's fight season in the zone, and you know, between that and the other big fight, we've got Wilder Ortiz two coming up. We have hey, hey neck uh, Thursday of this week, Rafe, how do Ryan, I bear-
2: when does uh When does seatbelt season start, though? Oh my
0: god, it's <laughs> way way too soon, right? Like he know, made
2: jokes about it. I can't. If he's if he wants to, then I should be able to.
0: When did when did he make jokes about it?
2: What do you mean? That was his that was his first and only reaction. Was he 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 put out an Instagram post saying like I'm a savage.
0: Yes, yeah, that was ill advised, ill timed, indeed. Um, I'm I'm happy that look it, it, it was it was
2: obviously you don't want to see it happen. There's a lot of bad things to say about it. But shoot, it could have been so much worse. And I hope Yeah. Well, don't you from take
0: it. all your bad jokes and put them on a USB stick, Rafe, and stick it somewhere. Do not
2: ask me after the fight what is on the stick.
0: All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Um. So, yeah, the point was I'm fired the heck up for this week. I know it's also UFC 244. So if you want to hear Rashad Evans, Brandon Wise, and I break that down on Wednesday, you can do that. But for is everyone, there
2: any chance of Diaz getting back in that piece?
0: He's back in. He's in. Woo! Okay, he's in. USADA getting a little fun. I love that people that don't know better about USADA, like on, people that only follow the, the skinhead white sport, and then they're like, oh, well, USADA's a reputable thing, and us in boxing are like, what? Like Tom Hauser, line one, the cape is here. Wow. Remember when they did 1,500 tests over a nine-year period and there was only one test one test failure, Rafe? Right? Remember that?
2: The the some for, for whatever reason the the rates have jumped in
0: the Vada era. Yeah, yeah, indeed, for a reason there. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just feeling it, Rafe, right now. Oh, you're feeling it. You're feeling it. Well, I am, Teddy. I am. Wow, it is hot. Wow, it is good. Going. Back, you're excited. I'm Go. excited, Rafe. I, I mean, I'm feeling it right now. Um, I hope that the fight delivers in the end. We're gonna obviously break that ish down from every angle, but um I have a feeling just from the intrigue, the what it what's it look like type factor of it, Rafe, we're gonna we're gonna get some theater, right? Because you got I mean what what the hell is this thing gonna look like? We're gonna get some theater. Alright?
2: Yeah, I, I well there are it, it could go a lot of different ways. I'm I'm hoping and well like you said, we'll talk about it later. We'll get into it, but I, I can we can tease the bag just a little bit, just a, just a tip. And Brian, I am hoping that Sergei Kovalev doesn't play it all the way safe. I want him I want him to go out there and and test Canelo early.
0: Wow. Maybe get maybe uh all right, all right. Maybe I don't know where I'm going with that. Maybe we're going to get we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into uh, all things WBSS 140 final when uh, Ray Gi Gray got in there against uh against White Josh Taylor. That was a fun little bit piece of business there. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of things, but we're going to get into those things, Rafe, right after we hear a word from our friends and sponsors, right?
1: It. I'm ready.
0: And we're back. B.C. Rafe Boogs Canelo Kovalev's preview edition. But before we look, we got to look backward to look forward, Rafe, to really get to where we're going. Um, I don't really need to waste any more time in terms of what your favorite food is. I eat steak every day. <laughs> Seriously, I, I like meat. Protein. I'm not big, you know, just I'm small guy. Just. Just, but need but we need the steak, and the steak that is provided to us is German, and it comes from a man named Cal Sauerland, the World Boxing Super Series. Read Rafe Books's piece on The Athletic today about how savory this steak was because this tournament, Rafe, gives us what we want. As fans, it puts the fighters in the pressure cookers. And the point of your story was to say that it makes stars. And the 140 final, which unified two of the four belts at Junior Welterweight, saw Josh Taylor, saw Regis Progray stepping in there at the O2 Arena in London. Your colleague, Mike Coppinger, was ringside. How about that athletic travel budget? It apparently is quite... Quite
2: generous. L- I mean, can we luxurious. get you a Clarissa
0: Shields fight in Flint? I mean, I mean, bring bottled water, but. Hey,
2: I think I made the right call on, on skipping that one.
0: All right, all right. But, Rafe, I want to give you the floor here. It goes down as a majority decision for Josh Taylor. It goes down, I don't want to say one of the best fights of the year, but one of the better fights of the year. It was theater. It was action. I loved it. What's your biggest takeaway from Josh Taylor now? Your two belt unbeaten on one hundred and forty champion.
2: Biggest takeaway, Brian? Ah, oh, it's 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 that this guy Josh Taylor has it. He has that intangible versi- versatility, whatever you want to call it. He the finds ways to goals. win fights. Yeah, he fight. Well, he's got he got he's got big big testicles.
0: Uh <laughs> Are you t-string me t-stringing me? Okay, all right, great. You know, he's got he's he's yeah, yeah, he's got he's got big big testicles. Inside that big scrotum, scrotum. All right, all right, all right, keep going, keep going.
2: Um no, I mean, we've seen it. He's been in tough fights. This the last six, 16 months since June of last year for Taylor. Victor the Iceman Postol who I I will go look I think he's dangerous against Ramirez in that mandatory coming up Postol is not he he hasn't lost it whatever whatever was there it's still there he's not far off uh that was a close fight it, it wasn't that close on the cards cuz there was some home cooking in favor of our guy Josh Taylor but well, Taylor didn't need it there was they, they, those cards were wide bro I I had
0: um, I had it 16-12 in the end but I had Taylor comfortable for a while Against whom? Uh, Hages Projet. No,
2: no, no. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going all the way back to Victor Postol territory. Oh, I should probably listen to you more. Keep going. Keep going. That's all right. That's Somebody's all right. texting me. I'm, yeah, it's a live show, guys. It's a live show. All right. You
2: know, I, you got sources coming in. I understand. You know, yeah. we're we're all we're moving. We're hustling, shaking, doing the thing. Anyway, this is a lot of tough fluids. fights. This
0: is, this is a lot of fluids. All right. When you hear the phrase sure. load management, what do you think? All right. right keep going. Keep going.
2: Look. Josh Taylor has had a crazy difficult and impressive run fighting different styles of guys, beautiful guys. I want guys. He fought jo- he fought Victor Postol. He just beat the he just made blue chip Ryan Martin go away forever. Ugh. And then Baranchik. just tons of pressure, guys, energy. Bro.
0: Many guys, right? I Many won. guys. I want guys. Many
1: guys many guys yes many guys
2: and then finally pro gray and and he he had to pull different he had to to do something different to win almost all these fights forget ryan martin that was not a challenge for josh taylor but all i mean he, he 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 had to basically find ways to hurt postol and baranchik when those fights were getting close he had to rally from getting buzzed pretty bad against baranchik and then Baranchik just never stops coming. Taylor basically just bit down and fought with him. And then he did it again against Progray. The adjustment fighting the taller man, deciding to fight at close distance.
0: I want to stop you there. Can yes. I can I stop you there? Yes, please jump you in just here. Help nailed me out.
2: I ain't saying nothing good.
0: The most impressive part of the fight for me because coming mm. in when I wrote my own preview and I talked myself by the end of writing that preview. Days after you and I did the preview podcast of saying, "Do you know what? What am I talking about? Regis Progray is going to leap through my screen. This will be a plus next level performance. He's going to stop Josh Taylor late in this fight. And Taylor, in the end, will be a well-polished version of every Euro guy that tricks us, wins our hearts. Then they come to America, and then one of our guys packs him up and folds him up in a suitcase and sends him back. Okay? And do you know what happened? Taylor wasn't the boxer. Pro gray wasn't the puncher. What you wrote down and what you put in your athletic piece on this Taylor suffocated pro gray realized that's my best chance to have success against him and use the size advantage that I wasn't given enough credit to really get rid of yielded punted on his own reach advantage in order to take advantage of being the bigger man, Teddy Atlas, and then just went hooking in those first few rounds to set a tone that even though Progray comes out of this fight having done well, you can make a case for him having won it. People are trying to say the fight was so good, both people were elevated. I think I bit down a little too hard on buying in on Regis Progray, where I actually say he didn't live up to what I thought he could have or thought he was, and that's because Josh Taylor decided to be a man from round one and walk him down. I didn't see that coming, Rafe. I didn't know both his chin and his power were going to do that, and even though Progray, I thought rallied nicely, I thought he never really landed anything of significance throughout the first two thirds of the fight when you need to to win that respect and sort of discipline your opponent. Yes, he rallied late. he closed uh, Josh Taylor's right eye and, and there was a cut over, and it was bad, and they both were men in there. But Josh Taylor fought a certain way that I didn't think he could keep up the pace, the physicality. Dude, you said it. He's got it. He's yeah, got we hadn't it.
2: seen Josh Taylor do that really yet either. That he usually he fights in. He's he's in and out. You know he he can close distance fast and jump in. You know behind the jab or with lead hooks, and he's dangerous as a puncher like that, even with the length. And like he's still got for a guy that big, quick feet. But he realized really fast. I mean, he started to make this adjustment really in the like towards the end of the first round. Now he wasn't able to fight on those terms throughout the, the rest of the early rounds or throughout the rest of the fight. But you saw him start to turn it into an inside fight as early as as the second half of the first round because he realized the the way the place that he couldn't really outfight Regis Progray, even though he was the taller man with more length and all that stuff, was from the outside. Because Progray is so explosive, so quick, that if you're gonna be in a fainting jabbing and pot shotting contest with that guy and, and allow him to use his upper body movement and his head movement. He's gonna that is where I think Pro Gray could have and would have picked Taylor apart. Taylor figured it out, got in there and and fought. just I mean created little angles and distance to land those hooks. And I it was something I was worried going into the fight that he wasn't going to be able to do against Pro Gray another southpaw because you see him against orthodox fighters, he 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 jumps in with lead right hooks and drops them into the body, head, and that angle isn't quite the same against a southpaw fighter. But man, he 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 closed the difference, fought shoulder to shoulder, did little those little push offs and then the punches after it. And man, that mother effer fights with venom. I mean, how many times Progray hit him late once? Taylor hit him late for, like, the next four rounds. I mean, which I don't know if you want to commend that, but it's just that guy – and you see it against Baranchik too. When Baranchik fouled him a little bit, yo, Taylor was in there. He just fouled him back right away. He does. He's one of those guys who does not give an inch. It's so – and he's talented. He's skilled. He's a fun mother effer to watch. Uh, he's. I'll take it
1: even further than that. Folks, that's the kind of guy you want. Marrying your daughter
0: <laughs> all right right rich right I mean come on that was that type of performance and I and I certainly don't want to put Regis Prograde down because like I said he rallied he, he finished he was stronger in the championship rounds he showed a lot of heart I just think he didn't do enough until late I don't you know I think he thought he was doing more and he was a little bit too comfortable where I know the scores were a little bit all over the place on my timeline but when I was scoring it live I was giving Taylor more rounds than other people were because he was just all up in that ass. I mean, he was just putting the pressure on and I was seeing him land clean power shots. That I think that I thought at that moment, like you, Ray, did you expect that, that, that program was going to have to be the boxer and that he was going to have to fight to create distance to finally get his ish off starting with the midpoint of the fight. I never would have guessed that.
2: That's even, even look, I went in thinking I did the same thing as you before the fight where for months I had be, I had been thinking, I'd been telling myself, man, I've been watching Josh Taylor, for a minute now. And he has looked every bit the real deal. And and when, and he's fought the tougher fights. And he's been in the bigger moments. And all these reasons why. Telling myself why he should be favored. And then the week of the fight. The Hyatt's Wraith. The week of the fight. <laughs> I... Switched it up because I watched, I rewatched pro Grey and Fl- and Terry Flanagan. Terry Flanagan pro was so looked so good in that. I was like, "What am I talking? This guy is like a, a next level talent." It doesn't matter how good this other guy is. Turns out that it it was not as Taylor may not have ha, have as much flashy flash, but good lord, the talent is there with that yeah, guy. Josh was and Taylor made the for ability this to point. win. Um, um, the thing
0: is, you looked at most of. Josh Taylor's strengths. Mm. But you didn't look at the entire man, Rafe.
1: Let's look at the entire
0: man. And the guy's got balls, all right? You know, he's tough he does fight like a tough like I was when he came in with those Scottish trunks in the pound I'm like, "Oh god, this guy could be the 140 Andy Lee. Like he's going to look good for a while, but they'll they'll remove his soul by the end of the fight." No, he might just be the whole package, Rafe. The real deal at 140. And of course, about first of all, how did you score? I don't want to talk about Jose Ramirez yet. How did you score? And I had it 16-12 in the end for Josh Taylor. Yourself?
2: So actually, Brian, I after all this slobbing of the knobbing for Josh Taylor, I scored a draw. It was... Wow, very Campbell-like
0: of you. Yes. All right.
2: <laughs> um, but it was one of those draws where all of the rounds I felt strong about that where i felt were definitive were josh taylor rounds and then there were all the i mean i i thought brian there were probably eight or nine rounds that could have gone either way in that fight and i think that's why you saw the the cards so all over the place in that but but uh, the general favoring of josh taylor in that the rounds that people could agree on were pretty clear taylor rounds and the rest were a little bit of a crapshoot so that's why i I, that's kind of explained to me why there were so many um, – there, there there were cards that were 7-5 Taylor, draws, 8-4 Taylor. All of that made sense to me. Uh, but I did – I scored it a draw. Uh,
0: I was very happy with uh, Regis Progre's reaction afterwards. Very classy. Of course, he thought he won, and rightfully so, t- rallying back and the damage they did to each other. But for him to just give all the credit to Josh Taylor and let him have his moment was nice – um, You'd like to see that fight again down the road. Uh, You know, Progress told us in the past about wanting so badly to move to Welterweight and really make his name. And certainly a win in this fight would have, uh, if he had won this fight and won two of the four belts and just said F-140, I'm going to go up and be Terrence Crawford's next thing that you can build toward, I wouldn't have been mad at him. Now you could still do that, but you got to go establish yourself at Welter. So, so I wonder, before we get into Josh Taylor's future, where do you think Regis Progress should go from here?
2: Oh, see, I actually think that in a way. Now, look, you'd always rather have the win. I mean, you get a huge, you get a nice bonus in your in your in your purse for the, for winning the WBSS, getting that golden slinky, the 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 Ali trophy.
0: Uh, Ali and, was a big slinky guy. That's that's why they made it like that.
2: <laughs> and you get to hey, obviously you get to keep the zero on your record. Look, you want to win the fight, but to me, losing it makes an easier path in my mind for Prograde to jump right to welterweight because even if you would eh, 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 who the winner of this fight is there's some expectation look this is boxing you could do he could do it either of them could do whatever they want and walk to you know say hey i'm fighting at middleweight now i I don't recommend that but um pro gray now there is no expectation that he hangs around at 140 to fight to to try and go undisputed and fight jose ramirez he can he can just go straight to welterweight in fact he i think he should do that. He may not jump immediately into the, you know, a, a fight for one of the for, into a championship fight with one of those one of the guys at the top of the division. But welterweight is strong enough and deep enough that he can jump right into a very meaningful fight, establish himself right away, and if he wins it, put himself right into the championship picture. There's a, look, this guy is a net also essentially he's he, you know he signed with Ludabella. He's a network free agent. Don't you don't think there's going to be a mammoth bidding war over this man's services?
0: There should be. And and considering that we've got Bud Crawford going in there in a stay busy against Mean Machine and there being nobody on the horizon. And we understand Bud's situation, you know.
1: Right. Terrence Crawford, quite frankly, is a guy who's a bad man. Yeah. I mean, spelled out. Who thinks he is the B.E.S.T.
2: Well, here's the thing, Brian. I am 47 pounds
1: and I got, I got news, news for you. For the- yeah, that's true. But
2: then, <laughs> I don't want to get too far ahead. Um, me, where, so if you are if you are looking at that decision, if you are br- basically limiting it to a – are you going to go PBC or are you going to go top rank? Are you going to go on the track to fighting Terrence Crawford eventually or are you going to just get in – jump into the mix with the, the entire rest of the welterweight division? Even the welterweight division <sighs> – Part of me thinks you're better off. While I look, man, I really want to see Terrence Crawford get big fights. But if I'm the person moving up, I kind of want to go to the deeper and join the deeper stable where I could take a big fight, lose a big fight, and still get a big fight. If if the if you if if my path is just to have you know go to top rank, fight one fight that. Kudratio Abdurakadov, who who beat uh, Louis Colazo the other a week ago,
0: <laughs> right? Khabib, fight Alec that Birdie, and, and, Magomedov, and then yeah. fight,
2: and then fight Terence Crawford. Well, there's so much. I mean, I, I, there's no guarantee. I, I think I would consider Progray live in that fight better, the best opponent Terence Crawford has faced in years
0: since Gambo. Jeez, is that true? I've got no. I don't know. I
2: I think I think I got to go. Jeff Horn is a real man
0: (laughs) here. Uh, So what you're really long-winding saying is there's one phone call to make. You got
2: to talk to Mister Cancer, but he'll never talk to you. He
0: probably would talk to him. You want to know why? Why talk to the goat? Al Haymon, the goat.
2: Brian. I don't know. Look, no, there, there, there are merits to both sides, and and I, and of course, I think they're gonna be guys coming up from 140 pounds at at top rank, and you've got the ESPN connection there, and that deal is locked in for longer. And really, probably you just go with whoever's showing you more money up front, unless they're offering you crazy pay per view upside or whatever. I but-
0: think he'll go to ESPN. Doesn't isn't he have CAA connections through?
2: That is true. Through through his management with uh with uh Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, I mean well uh, as, uh, Nick the, Khan, the director, right? Right, the
0: director, wraith, right? <laughs> I mean, the director
2: of uh the director of Battleship and Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yes, and there is some of those connections.
1: About, if you don't know who he is, look him up.
2: Um. All right. You know who I would like to see him talk to? Maybe, perhaps, before any of that. He could do it. They could do it at 140, 147, somewhere in between. Another network free agent. We haven't seen him in a while. He once had the ball sack of the year award. Might Regis call up Mikey Garcia?
0: Whoa, whoa. Uh, I think he wants uh, Manny Pacquiao, Rafe. I think you're you're barking at the wrong tree right there. But uh, you know we may be able to play with that bag if you and hand over that award to uh, to Regis. But. Uh, the real spin off here for Josh Taylor is we want to see him against Jose Ramirez because we can get it in two unbeatens in there f- to find out who's the undisputed four belt champion at one forty um it doesn't sound impossible, even though Josh Taylor, who's promoted what by by uh the hell's that English guys name?
2: Cyclone barry McWigan, McGuigan, mcWigan McGu- McGuigan.
0: McGuigan, yeah, you're the bartender at mcSorley's and uh but he fights on. Is he at his own guy though? Because he's not. No, he, these
2: these WBSs guys are just are just WBSs all right, guys. So that should many that ways. shouldn't
0: be a a crazy thing unless DZone has options on him. But even if they do, I mean, we just saw Jose Ramirez go to Inda Zone to fight Mo Hooker. Oh, Excuse me, that was gross. And um, yeah, all right. Hey, did uh, can I tell you something that's that's true? Yeah,
2: I love watching.
0: Yeah, love watching jolla Oh, Delahoya was a freak, yeah. It still is. I hope that headline's not true, Rick. Oh, God. The, the man. one with the fist? Good it's lord, right? Um, oh,
2: it's why, Brian? Why are you...
0: I mean, you know.
2: Oh, um Josh Taylor. Seriously. I mean, seriously. I, I mean really, Ray.
0: What? A damn fist? I mean, that's awful. Are you why are you Everyone,
2: I listened to a lot of podcasts, Brian? I've looked at a lot of guys and none of them none of them are going into this detail that you're throwing at me right now
0: all right Just everyone else at played it nice and respectful all right all right keep going um uh, josh taylor josh taylor Brian, jose ramirez um i got news for you josh taylor going to get up in that ass if they make that flight rafe
2: both men there will be men in two asses that night i i definitely oh, favor God. the scott <laughs>
0: I mean, you can get a good look at Josh Taylor's ass by sticking your head up there, Rafe. But I'd—I'd I'd rather, take, those I'd rather take his word for it. word for it. All right. No, it's actually your Scott Scottish bull. Um. All right. Might have shot his <laughs> load a little bit. Yes. Um. So yeah, I don't have anything more to say about that fight, Rafe. It was great. It was fun. Josh Taylor. Oh, here's what I want to say. Is Josh Taylor, kind of like a. Breakout star waiting to happen. I know there's limitation. I mean, look, he's not freaking Gervonta or Josh Haney or anything, but or, I'm sorry, Devin Haney. I went to high school with Josh Haney. Shout out to Josh Haney. Um, uh, Devin Haney, but, um, great guy to
2: watch a canal yeah,
0: fire. Yeah, right. The dude used to buy me beers when I was underage. Uh, always like natties, dude. No, oh, not Tecate. No, no, like be natty bold, ice, bro. Yeah. Natty ice. It was like that older dude who lived a couple roads down, who like somebody knew and was like, "Oh, I know Hania. Uh, he could get us beers. Um, wow, Uh, yeah. So Rafe, uh, he's not that type of guy, but he could be a pound for pounder if he keeps getting these type of wins. Rafe.
2: Wait, well, yeah, that is that one hundred percent true. He very well could be. And Brian, why, why, why are we saying that a a Scottish guy. I mean, he fights in the part of the world where boxing is actually an important sport, as opposed to all these other guys who fight on our side of the pond, marginalized figures in a marginalized sport. Josh Taylor could be an icon to a country. He could. He, he's. I don't know if he can be AJ Big. I don't. He needs a birthplace. In fact, you know what? I, I, I'm not letting you out of this without bringing up Eddie Hearn's dream, the great Eddie Hearn's.
0: Has this is already. Not cool. this is not what the public and the market audience want to see
2: He, you know, eddie hearns knows what the public wants at least the british public and he's saying josh taylor before you go take on the world you just had a, a rough six uh, uh, you know a very challenging 16 months bloke maybe it's time for you to to get a little victory lap, have a domestic rivalry oh, fight. Oh, I
0: know where you're going with this. Make the great Eddie Hearns.
2: Yeah, the great Eddie Hearns wants to make Lewis the Sandman Ritson, who's from just the, on the other side of the England-Scotland border. The
0: Geordie Golovkin is where you're going.
2: Jordy Golovkin at 140 versus Josh Taylor. Oh, God, Josh Taylor
0: would rip a hole in his Saint- arse, right? Saint- I, mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. If you're going to cash if, if you're going to cash Ritson out, might as well go big. Go big or go home. This and, and like imagine the the hooliganism in that. They're going to do it at the Newcastle Soccer Stadium. Oh, it 52,000 Josh Taylor sending the Sandman to hell in front of like 40,000 of right, his that's of his townsmen.
0: Cause you know, I even though I'm suddenly a Josh Taylor super fan and my unborn daughters, I'm trying to match him up with him. Um, you know, I love me some Lewis Ritson, and I could be talked into a uh, Sandman hedge bet there with Dwyer and get myself really jacked up for that. Even though he'd have no chance. Um, they want to stay busy with that. That's a Dzoun fight. That's a service I would would love to have. E- the great Eddie Hearns could probably make that happen. Um. Yeah, I think that's all we got on this fight, Rafe, because I do want to talk about another big fight that happened over the weekend in Reno ESPN. Shout out to Evan Corner, the corner man, uh, and his friends over there at Top Rank when we saw Shakur Stevenson uh, move up to the title level and take a wide and dominant uh, decision for a vacant featherweight title against Joette Gonzalez in a battle of unbeatens. But Rafe, when you mentioned last week the soap opera going on here, even at that point, I hadn't been fully woke. I thought I knew, I heard a little bit, right? Uh the you know, uh where's the sound where's what's bring in Keith Thurman here? Sounded boring. No, no, actually sounded uh, juicy. Uh, let everybody talk about it the next day still sounded boring. No, actually it was it was pretty damn juicy. And then I finally got to watching the damn Kriegel video about fathers and daughters in a nice little spin-off there, a franchise for Kriegel there. And um Wow Rafe. So Stevenson's banging joette's sister to the level that joette's dad the trainer has discommunicated her from the family and I believe now it's
2: excommunicated
0: yes 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 and 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 the, here's something we'll say about about uh about uh shakur
1: And he's popping cherries, taking away unbeaten records. He
0: did both in the same night. There to the Gonzalez family, and he broke Daddy's heart. What is he going to do now? Slide in Mom's DMs. I mean, this was like a one man takeover, takedown of a family. Rafe, and on top of that, good God, Shakur looks like the goods. Tell me, I'm wrong. I, I, you're not wrong
2: there. I'll tell you where you are wrong, Brian. There's, I've noticed a divide in the boxing fan community between. The folks among us, who, among us, among us, who are into the professional wrestling
0: angles—folks oh, like yourself—you're Oh, you're better than this. this. Is what you're saying, Rafe? You're better than this. Get <laughs> I'm, the I'm F saying F this, out of here. This was
2: pretty cringy, man. I. I, I I just, like I beat Joe. Why Joette? make why make this family? Why make this family go through that? They're like, not this... listening.
0: You think I care, Ray You think I care about what the that guy? That... I mean, come on. You know, tell your parents I said hello, Triple G. Rafe, this is my ish. I live for this. This is uh, a rolled up pork with cheese in the middle on the on the rollers inside the Cumberland Farms when I get gas, Rafe. You tell me I, I'm not allowed to eat that? Come on.
2: All right, look, I, I I'm with. I hear you. I hear what you're cooking.
0: Um you weren't moved by it at all. And I like by the way that before you answer that that Shakur was trying to make amends. He was trying to seal the deal with everybody in the family. He was saying, "Hey, Mr. Gonzalez, like, call your daughter, man. You know, like she's texting him every day saying, "I love you." This guy's a stone cold like, "No, you disrespected hide your friends? hide your wife? You, you you disrespected our family name is essentially what he's saying. Without saying it, Rafe. I mean, I
1: beat Polly. I left with his belt and his girl. I mean, come
0: on, Rafe. I want to see that family come together. Guess who's coming to dinner? It's Shakur. It should. Why can't we? Why can't we all get along, Rafe?
2: Oh, man, Brian, Brian. I, I hear you. It just it, it was rough. And well, you know, there is also the school of thought, the theory on this fight that perhaps, just perhaps, Shakur Stevenson might have carried. Joette Gonzalez. A oh, I thought you were gonna this. say that
0: they never actually dated. This was like a top rank like creation, like like. Kriegel no, no, got no. The war how could it be fake? I mean, if this and Evan Corn Epi- got in the war room, they're like, look, we need a hook for this fight, you know? If this
2: was a work, Brian, how it would be epic. Uh, you would the amount of people you would have needed in on it that it has there. They have you know, they got receipts going back months, if not years, it's, it's, it, I believe it to be true.
0: Rafe, what, what would be the greatest, like, okay, so if you're saying maybe he carried Joette because of respect to the family, gave him his L, popped his in-ring cherry, you know, stepped on his O, spread his O-ring apart, whatever you want to go with that, Rafe. Good um, do you think that uh, if he would have got down on one knee right after winning, <laughs> that like, Mr. Gonzalez should just like, just die? Like, like just, like, remember when Obi-Wan just like, like the cloth just fell down after after uh, Darth <laughs> took his soul in episode four. Like, come on, Rave. Don't I mean, this could have been epic theater. I, yeah, you're right. This does feel very pro-wrestling. I feel like I'm in the uh I'm on by Vince McMahon's pool booking the territory right now.
2: Oh my god, Brian. Um
0: I, I hope that I hope that Top Rank had lots of security
2: in the ring just in case the family the family got, you know, got ideas after the fight. Rafe, then, when, I shouldn't say that. There was no indication that that would happen. But sometimes, you know, emotions boil over.
0: When Joette says Shakur doesn't love her, he don't know oh, that. stop, man. Rafe, he don't know that.
2: I don't, I don't know that either. I don't want to know that. That's what I'm saying. That I don't want to know that. That is not That is not allowable. There's no doubt about it.
0: Okay. All right, Rafe. Uh, then can you can you get serious again and tell me. Tell me right now, and Shakur had Andre Ward and Bud like over his shoulders walking him into the ring. I mean he's got Jay Prince. Uh, that's, uh,
2: see, that's the thing. He's Andre no Ward G. wouldn't
0: – imagine would, –
2: if, if they tried to make Andre a, an angle like this out of some aspect of Andre Ward's life, what do you think he would have done? He would have shut that crap down immediately. He said, if you turn try and turn my personal life into this ridicul- ridiculousness, I will never, ever, ever, ever fight
0: for Stop you again. Yeah, yeah, you're right, but Shakur's a wild dude. I mean, he'll knock you out in a parking lot. He don't care, Rafe, but um, seriously, now seriously, look at Jay Prince by his side. This, guy, this kid's got the right team to build around and make him a star. He's got the right—I've interviewed him many times—he's got the personality, but Rafe, he has the goods, and I know let's not take the ESPN spin to the next level and act like Joette Gonzalez was, despite the unbeaten record, like a player in this division. No, but— Stevenson was like untouched like that was like you know I mean that's some good ish that's that's some young floyd that we saw in there I mean the the, the this guy's got it Rafe.
2: yeah it was a really 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 impressive performance and I'm I'm with you in that I think that what the thing that's hard to accept about it is that this was for a vacant belt for no apparent reason that this was that to me this is a a, a show box main event right one Blue chip, world class prospect against another prospect who ain't and won't and can't and won't and wow. isn't.
0: Wow, from the um, look to the cup, Joe. <laughs> and you. that's a
2: decent. That's a decent fight. That's a fight I want to see. That's an important fight in the development of a fighter with the potential to be great, like Shakur Stevenson is. But that ain't a title fight, and I don't need. And and and, and the selling of it is a little. It's it, it. It wears on you as a fan,
0: but. Weird yeah on me it was firing me up it made me care well
2: you're talking i'm not talking about that the 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 jerry springer selling i'm just talking about oh 22 years old winning a title well, what against who against who <laughs> against who against what what title and i also just sort of the 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 orchestration of the whole thing with top rank basically having all of its Fighters at 126 pounds move up to 130 so that it would be cleared out on their side for Shakur Stevenson to win that WBO belt. I'm sure – yeah, Oscar Valdez couldn't make the weight no more. I bet if they paid him enough money to fight Shakur Stevenson, he might have made that weight and fought one more time, defended that belt. Um There's – but still, but still, look, that's boxing. Everybody does it in one way or another. So – the good thing is that, yeah, Shakur Stevenson looks like an amazing fighter. Amazing. The, I, I understand the Floyd comparisons. I would also point out that Floyd at, in his early 20s, in near those weight classes, was not strictly a defensive fighter. He was nasty, yes. nasty, nasty and, and stopping people like Diego Corrales.
0: Yes, he went after it. But we do have sound we've acquired of um Mr. Gonzalez and uh Shakur talking backstage after the fight. At least a lot of women. It's twenty thirteen, that's what we do. Uh, you're gonna have to you know you gotta deal with that. I mean that's just it's just what happens, Rafe. All right. There it is. Um he looks fantastic. So yes, yeah, slow down the spin, let his game speak for itself. Now, Brian Now I'll put let... him in there with Josh Warrington, the name he called out afterwards, Rafe. That would be
2: great. That would be, and shoot, I mean, that's a big, big step up, but I, as good as he looks,
0: it's such a good style matchup, too, because look, you could say, uh, Stevenson didn't go after it in this fight, and maybe there's some personal sides to it. I mean, look, I mean, God, he's dating, he's hanging and banging with the guy's sister. He's not going to try to knock that dude out unless that dude asks to get knocked out, meaning goes over the line, the, the Teddy Atlas silent agreement. But, um, even if Shakur fought like that next time, Warrington's a guy who who you know who get on your front porch. So you're yeah. going to have to call Prince Nazim. I mean, sorry, uh, and brother, I'm not <laughs> brother Nazim Prince uh, Prince Nazim uh, Ahmed Richardson, and um and get Sean Porter, and uh, you're going to have to shoot him. I mean, that's what happens. And That's going yeah. to be fun.
2: I and I'm not a guy, Brian, who believes in this knocking the fighters if they do win defensively. I mean, if it turns out yes. that, that that's who Shakur Stevenson is at a high level at the at the world class level that he's really a safety first fighter who outpoints guys if he does it and wins that's his job. I know there a part of the job is to entertain, but the primary part of the job is to win and that's that's really all that is required of a fighter. Um and I think he can do it at a very high level for a long time. I I one thing that occurred to me watching this fight was that you know, it made me feel bad for guys like Dimitri Bivol, Demetrius Andrade, and Demetrius Bivol because <laughs> it's like these guys get shat on for, for not going after a, a knockout or for taking their foot off the gas. And, and I feel like the, the, the consensus was a lot kinder to Shakur Stevenson. Maybe he's a lot younger. There's more room for him to grow. There are reasons. But still, it's like if guys are winning, dominating fights – they deserve credit yeah, for that.
0: They do. They really do. Let me tell you something because I love me some Bob Emery. I really do. Me-, me too. And that's it. look, it's turning over now for Top Rank, meaning the young guys are coming of age. They got a lot of they got a lot of fun pieces there. So hopefully they can Brian, find the opponents. Brian, continue. can wait, I wait.
2: can I throw some crazy stuff at you real yeah, quick? Yeah, really. Go for it. Go for it. Don't, no, don't, real
0: first of all, what kind of stuff are you gonna throw? One thing that he did wrong tonight was he just oh, he just do he low, you know. <laughs> I I mean, what what is this, the jail scene in Silence of the Lambs? What are you doing right now?
2: (laughs) Brian, it's not quite that. But it is almost as inappropriate to suggest at this point in time. It is, it is, Brian. Shakur Stevenson is a pretty big featherweight, right? Could go up to 130 pounds. Another man has been talking about moving down to 130 pounds. After becoming undisputed at lightweight. Do we see it someday in the next few years? Do we see Lomachenko Stevenson?
0: Oh my God, Rafe. Wow. Uh well it seems like the WBC has no want to force Lomachenko to face uh <laughs> Josh Haney for a six pack of 90 Lights. So uh dude, what the hell is I mean, can we pause by the way and, and pour one out for the WBC just being like, yeah, F our reputation. Canelo, you're the franchise champion. Of middleweight and Loma, after one fight for the green belt, you're the franchise champion at 135. Haney's the full champion, and now you don't have to fight anybody you don't want to, Loma. And by the way, shout out to um Nestor Gibbs, you know him of, of the boxing. Uh,
2: Damn boys, straight, the boxing voice who
0: was at that WBC thing in Cancun and went at him, went, you know respectfully went at uh, uh what's the dude's name, Mauricio Suleiman. Suleiman? Um, wow, Rafe. Wow. Wow. I, it it especially doesn't God. make any
2: sense in the case of Lomachenko, who is pretty much already announced that AF that he wants to fight and intends to beat the winner of Comey versus Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. And then after that is mostly talked about dropping out of the lightweight division. So why does he need this well, dude, silly tag? And on top of that,
0: what, what what WBC Moro or Mauricio Suleiman basically said is the title's not transferable. So Lomachenko could lose as the WBC franchise champion, and whoever beats him is not the WBC champion. They get nothing from it. Yet, if Loma beats the winner of Komei and uh, Teo, he can still call himself the undisputed champion. It's so freaking stupid, Rave.
2: Not to mention, Brian, that they that – the, that that the WBC until this year has never had that much of a problem just looking the other way when a big name champion wearing that green belt had uh, bigger plans in their division yes. than facing the mandatory yes. De- Deontay Wilder and and Mister Mister Juice Man. I'm sorry, uh, and Dillian White. Where I, I will we are still waiting to hear what happened with his B sample. But back when Dillian White had a better reputation in boxing. It had been two years he that might give you the Deontay Wilder everywhere. wasn't giving him a mandatory. yes. and and, and then uh, uh, Canelo, Canelo yes. at the WBC. I mean, Thank all the shenanigans, becoming... all this poppycock.
0: We have a new, uh, let me say for something. We have a new WBA and his name is Lucas, the WBC, Rafe, the machine! It's making a wee bit of a mockery of a sport that I love. And I, I know, now because not, it's not enough to have 17 divisions, four champions per division, plus the extra three champions in the WBA, but now you can sprinkle on some more WBC fe- fecal blocks material. Wow, Rafe. Um, so, yeah, but the idea that you were saying, F the politics, uh, F football, F your feelings, Um, basically... The idea of Loma against these next-level future studs, I'm getting a little fearful for him. Like, if tomorrow he had to fight Haney, the six-pack challenge, Josh Haney, uh, tomorrow he had to fight Devin Haney, you'd have to ask yourself, like, how good do I actually think Devin Haney is? Would I favor him? And if tomorrow he fought Shakur at 130, as insane as it would be to say, because Lomachenko's not washed, guys. And he's my pound-for-pound pound king. He's mine. He's my campione. I'm still not sure I wouldn't pick Stevenson because he's showing you the glimpses of you that. You
2: hipster trash.
0: To me, it's complete puppy cop. What you got? What you got, Rafe? What you
1: got? Well,
2: I don't look, I understand the reasoning. I understand what you're talking about, especially with Haney. Um, and I also see it with, with Stevenson just because of how it, it looks like he just might be impossible to catch up with for anybody. But still, still... You're crazy, man. This guy is fighting at that level right now. Right now. You'd be crazy to pick against him.
0: I have a fight with the black guy? I mean, come on, Rafe. You will not
2: say that. Don't (laughs) say
0: that, Vasili. Hey, that black guy, he hits hard. He's fast. He hits fast. Um, Wow, Rafe. That got me excited about the future. Uh, Other fights this past weekend, there was the Showtime card in Reading, PA. Erickson Lubin steps up, points win over Nathaniel Gallimore, shows you craft, patience, a lot of good things there. But you see that fun little piece of business between Adrian Granados and the one forty debut of Robert Easter Jr.? This ain't Rances with Wolves, Rafe. Right? This this is this was a this was a it was fun. I mean it's a typical Adrian Granados fight where he fights his balls off and then you're like, Yeah, two of the judges are gonna score eleven to one anyway. But uh I kinda enjoyed that. I don't know about Easter against anybody at one forty with a pulse, but I liked that fight. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. <laughs> you think anyone should finish? <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, on some, no, of course not. They both fought at a nice high level, made a fun fight, and would be splendid opponents for better fighters somewhere down the line. But it also wasn't. It, it, if you're talking about, do I think either of them is ever going to be a a real uh, player on the championship level at 140 pounds? No. So if that's their goal, then maybe they should finish.
0: It was done. Did you like that? I love you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Gracias. 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 By the way, I got a great email. Uh, don't have time to read it at the second from our guy, Ulrich Anderson, who broke down a bunch of other meetings. I forwarded it to you. You're, you can read it on your own time, Rafe. All right. About other times he's interviewed Tyson Fury and got the same experience that I did on this pod. Love our listeners, Rafe. Not just Ulrich Anderson. But, uh, you know, our our boy Johnny Sig at Boxing Music, John, he's got a new uh, I podcast. I just listened to his
2: podcast.
0: Uh, you you listen to Fight Fix. Yeah, he's got a new pod out there. Shout out yeah, to uh, Johnny Sig. Shout out to a guy, uh, you know, Maddie C at MGC Speaks. Love that guy. Love that guy. Big time. He's a top bloke. Top we, bloke. we got quality bloke. We got the Godinez's of the world, the Irish crew, the ADK crew. Uh, there's probably an Omaha crew out there. For us as well shout out to uh yeah i can't find it Rafe. all right shout out to um love our people love our listeners they they put they put up with deleting a lot of pro wrestling pods in their feed before they finally get back to us but rafe this week like i mentioned four box pods in your ear hole so get ready anything else from the weekend or news you want to hit me with before i can go all things canelo kovalev rafe what else happened in box
2: okay i'll hit you with one Tyson Fury saying he's got three fights. I'm sorry to bring up your your frenemy here, but Tyson Fury saying he's got three more fights, one more year if all goes according to plan. Maybe Wilder two, Wilder three, and Derek Chisora. I heard him say on a podcast this morning.
0: Derek Chisora, that'd be fun. That'd By the way,
2: pricey. It was it was oh, great. Yeah, it was just, it was great, pricey. Yeah, I think
0: you should finish. Uh, Chisora look look good with that one shot. Um... I thought you were going to hit me with that other headline that's that's making the rounds that uh Tyson Fury after this Thursday. And by the way, yeah. So if you, by the way, listen to uh Tuesday's State of Combat Pro Wrestling podcast if you want a preview of Tyson Fury Braun Strowman on Halloween. And oh, I don't get to break that in down the with Saudi you, desert, but um, he has been saying in interviews, "This is Tyson Fury." Rafe, you heard him last week on this pod on the bonus podcast with Adam Silverstein that. um he wants to do an MMA fight next and he's talked to Connor McGregor, who's has his own issues with fisting, um to to train him. Like why why even say that out loud? Dude, you're not getting an MMA. I know he's a fighting man, Rafe, but come on, dude. Look, stu start... and other the people are actually writing this, just it's like when Floyd makes those comments about UFC. It's like like Stop. I don't, I don't have the care. I don't have the want. I don't want, I just, I don't care.
1: You say something else, I'll whip your ass in the octagon. No, bitch. you won't.
0: You're uh. never going to do that. So stop. Um, I mean, like, if, if Fury was like down on his luck, Rafe, yeah, he'd do, he'd do some BFPKFC ish. He'd, he'd go in there. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably fight a bear because he's, he is a fighting man. He, he won't jack all that stuff. But, um, stop that crap, please. Um, yeah. Do you, I kind of have a feeling he's mercurial enough that he may only have three or four left, and there may be another two-year gap in the middle for good or bad reasons, right? you you got to understand that coming in with a guy like that. That is true. That is
2: true. But I guess if that's the case, Brian, would you still consider him a historical— heavyweight if if that if even in the best case scenario if the only if he's got if he fights three more times and they end up being against wilder twice and then some sort of home going fight against a, a, a domestic rival sort of uh yeah because if he doesn't off.
0: lose he'll have that hipster side of it where it's like well you know him on any given night against any heavyweight in history how are you going to deal with six foot nine and the speed and all that you know but he's got a Good Lord, if you would, it means he would have fought Wilder three times. You got to believe he's getting knocked out in at least one of those, right?
2: Pro <laughs> chances are, yes. At least historically speaking, that <laughs> that, uh, that I mean, tends to be the case. I
0: mean, we do know what happens when you get in there against Wilder. The man's got killing power. Yeah, but if he doesn't kill you, he can probably leave your brain damaged. Thank you, Big John. I don't know if I'd want to go
2: for that three times, yeah. then.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I've, I have like the problem is, like you know. I hope he comes out healthy from Saudi. I hope he fights Wilder. Wilder's got to beat Ortiz. But even if they fought, it's like well, I could see him getting a couple more of them pies, champ, right? You know, you can you see him uh filling out those uh those really badly attended top ranked Las Vegas cards in the Thomas and Mac Center against uh you know, the Fury needs the Schwaz and then we'll get him in there with Kubrat Pulev, all right? So like and then it's like okay. One more
2: time against Ajit Cabal. <laughs>
0: So obviously he's going to do whatever he wants. Yeah, right. He's yeah, gonna- right. Make me a sandwich already. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be what we want. I mean, what what would be the ideal scenario? He fights Wilder. Let's say he wins. Then it's like, okay, if AJ has beaten Ruiz, then we got to do AJ Fury and let's build to it. and It's this giant thing. I, I don't know. I don't see that. I am not even convinced yet, Rafe, because we haven't seen it. I mean, it's different. Jose Ramirez going to DAZN to fight the hooker is one thing. But DAZN and another major network doing essentially some kind of joint pay-per-view, I don't see how it happens. I don't... The male end doesn't connect with the female end. We've had this conversation before, Rafe. You know, like, uh, pay-per-views, joint pay-per-views were meant to be done with two companies who do pay-per-view. DAZN doesn't do pay-per-view. They're doing Canelo Kovalev this week and can't wait. We'll be there. But, like... Could I ever see Tyson Fury against AJ? I don't know. Not under these TV circumstances, right?
2: I Look, there's always – yeah, it doesn't fit into their business strategy. But is it? Imp- it's not impossible that they couldn't, say, throw out the business strategy one time for a giant pile of money, especially, yeah, well, especially if they've been losing done- a lot of money and they're like, you know what? Maybe it's not the worst thing to to rake in some cash here, and then we'll we'll live to fight
0: another day. Well, AJ is not an official DAZN member. We have to remember that he's a you know fight by fight type of guy. So, um, all right, that's interesting. That's interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I the more Tyson Fury does this this carnival stuff, and, and he's a carny. He's you know he's got that heart. He's got that soul in him. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying. You know, he I could see him doing a couple more of these WWE things, but I could also see him just like. Winning a big fight, effing around and getting fat, winning a big fight, uh, taking off a year to do drugs, coming back with another story. You know what I mean? Like, you can see that, Rafe.
2: I can. I can. It could be his era. It
0: should be his era because, Rafe, pound for pound, he's the best heavyweight we got. I still can't believe what he did to Wilder.
2: He won that fight, Brian.
0: He did. You saw that, right? You know I saw it. it.
2: I saw it with my bare eyes. You know what you saw, Rafe. Thank you,
0: man. At least some people got the score right. All right. Um, Hey, speaking of uh, Deontay Wilder and scoring, this Saturday, November 2nd, Rafe, of course. Of course, brother, on the zone. It's Canelo Kovlev. It's also UFC 244. But don't forget, 1130 p.m. on the regular Fox Saturday night. It's the PBC face-to-face debut of Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz. So uh, set your DVR, Rafe, if you'll be watching something else.
2: Oh, I, I'll make sure to set it. I'll set it double extra good.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> yeah. All right. If you need beer, you know which Haney to call. They both look great. They were cut up. They had six packs, eight packs, 12 packs, 24 packs. They had it all going. All right. uh, Rip, any other news I should know about?
2: Uh, Probably, Brian, but it doesn't matter, man. Canelo is the news that matters this week. That's
0: fair. That's fair. I thought you were going to tell me which which website you go to often to find that news, but that's fine.
2: BoxingScene.com, one of the great websites on the internet?
0: Exactly. Shout out to uh, Rick Reno, Keith Heideck, and company over there. Very important article. Yes, very important one. All right. um, Let's do it. It's time. It's time to break this ish down. It's Saturday MGM Grand Garden Arena in zone, And a reminder, of course, that you're getting plenty of content the rest of the week. Interview pods Thursday and Friday with the likes of Oscar, Todd Grisham, Sergio Mora, Ryan Garcia, Blair the Damn Flare, Cobbs, Rafe, and the IA pod with Rafe and myself afterwards. But the fight we are here to see to break down. in in your ass pod is what is for a one seven five title when canelo alvarez moves up two friggin divisions no catch weight brother to challenge for sergey kovalev's wbo light heavyweight title uh rafe there's still a, a pinch me part of this because that's not what men do in the modern boxing era. They don't do what Canelo is doing. I know the quantitative headlines that that are linked to this kovalev thirty six years old Kovalev don't like each other body. Kovalev, a front runner his entire career, except for this last fight against anthony yard when he when he really was on ice skates and was lucky to stay up and rally to win that fight but unlike some of the other big jumps in these type of situations, right? I mean, even Manny against Margarito. Manny will tell you on the low, that's the most damage I ever took in a fight. But I think coming in, we knew what we were going to see. And we saw a one-sided beating. I mean, he, took, he broke Margarito's face, Rafe. That's Roy Jr. Jones Jr. said, you know how hard you have to punch to break a man's face? Um, this is one where I think Canelo could, in, in, could encounter real danger. And it's because of that, Rafe, that, Yeah, he's rightfully the favorite, but I don't enter this fight the same way we have in other big, even pay-per-view fights through the years. Where we're like, okay, this younger prime fighter might have a problem with this guy, but nine out of ten times if they fought, the younger guy is going to stay away from trouble and win here. I think there's much more of a shot. I think I have more of the feeling I had for Oscar and Manny. Now, granted, people were predicting Oscar was going to stop Manny, and I was one of them. So we were way off. But I'm more closer to that side of the fence than I am. Canelo is going to slice through this guy like hot butter. And it's because of that, Rafe, that before we break down the X's and O's, I just want to stand one more time and applaud Big Red's ball bag. I mean, like, from one ginger to another, Rafe, you got to have respect on this man's name. He's, yes, he's avoiding Triple G. But as we saw against Sergi, I, I mean, this ain't this ain't your mama's triple G anymore um, or your dad is because the two of you saw him against uh, Polish uh, Proxa there. But, Rafe, like, can you pour one out for my man right now? Can you stop what you're doing on this podcast? I don't know. What are you peeing into a bottle? Rafe, can you just take a moment and say that this is a fun ass creative fight and we don't have this without Saul?
2: I can say those things, Brian, and I will say them. We don't have this without Saul. We don't I have grown to love me some Saul Canelo Alvarez. Damn,
0: you used to hate that guy.
2: I still hate him kind of, but it's a it's a <laughs> thin line between love and hate. As So, I forget who sang that great old song and I but I do remember the Wasn't Martin the Lawrence movie, movie.
0: What's that? Wasn't that a Wayne's brother movie too?
2: No, definitely more on Lawrence.
0: Oh yeah. Uh,
2: anyway, um, yeah. I, look, it's it's always gonna be love hate between me and uh, Canelo, but I, it's impossible for me, and I think it should be impossible. I understand, and I, I see, I still see people get more worked up hating Canelo than almost anything else I see on boxing comment boards, Twitter. Like there are people out there who will not accept any praise for Canelo. they would be like, what about that? What about Triple G, the first fight? What about Lara? Even Brian Campbell's over here. What about Trout? Um, What about Archie
0: Solis? What about Cora's brother? (laughs)
2: Um, But it's like, this guy, Canelo has fought a more difficult schedule than pretty much anyone you could think of in the sport over the past five years. He's... And he's, and he's never – no, he hasn't lost convincingly. I mean there's, there are fights that I scored against him. I would say that the first Triple G fight was close to a convincing loss. I was convinced, but it was close enough you could never call it a robbery. He has fought at the highest level. He's taken on guys that we thought should beat him and, they, and no one ever made the definitive case again. No opponent got the best of him. He's that good and he keeps looking for bigger statements to make. That's what this Kovalev thing is. Yes, it is targeted, right? And I will and, and I will be very surprised if he manages if, if say he does beat Kovalev on Saturday night and then he's talking to Chris Mannix in the ring and he, he grabs the mic and he's like Betorbiev. You are next, my friend. I would not be very surprised if he did that. But you think it, The thing is, if there's anyone cra effing crazy enough right now and ballsy enough to just keep climbing the mountain, it looks like Canelo. Saul Alvarez he, was a real man. Yeah. Now he he seems. He, now you got it. You got it. He, he has learned from Floyd, right? He waits for the right moment. He pounces. But he didn't catch at the weight. best time.
0: There's no catch weight in this fight. It's perfect.
2: But sure, there's no catch weight, but he—it he, still is the right time. Like we have all seen the flaws, Ko- and that, that that Kovalev has lost something, and there is a blueprint for beating him, and that Canelo's body attack seems very capable of breaking him down. But
1: Sergey or Sergey Kovalev,
2: the matchup at 175 pounds is. Still it's still sexy as hell because – and it's not just because Canelo Alvarez is a beautiful specimen. It's because there is there is something here that we cannot know. We think we know. We can feel fairly confident that Canelo can go in there and handle the size and power coming back at him. But he hasn't seen it before even though he's fought Triple G twice. But he, he still, he hasn't felt this before, and we don't know what it's gonna, what it's gonna look like. The first round of this, I was just thinking about this, and I'm jealous of you that you're gonna be able to be there to watch it. The first round of this fight, when we see how Canelo starts to respond to Kovalev's punches. Yes. If he no sells them, but it looks like they're making an impact. If he's, if he's pushed back by the jab.
0: Yeah, first of all, with that jab.
1: Just look at the stiffness.
0: That jab and the frequency. Oh, got it. Got it. Sergi has a stick, Brian. I mean, seriously, Rafe. Like, unlike other fights like this, where you're like, oh, that slugger's got to hit one big one." Seriously, Sergi's got a or Sir has a really accurate and smart jab and heavy jab. This is gonna be fun in the first couple rounds. I can't friggin' wait.
2: Suspense in that is going to be crazy, Brian. And Sergi, I should mention, also has your buddy Josh Haney on speed dial.
1: Oh, come on! Understand, we know Kovalev's not a Boy Scout. That incident on the plane with the woman, oh, well, where Kovalev's on. throwing money at her, is just downright embarrassing. You uh, couldn't even imagine.
0: You can find more
1: Canelo in... being in that position.
0: Well, well, I...
1: we know he's not a Boy Scout. By the way, but there's something compelling okay.
0: about him. Yes, it. not there. Yes, yes, something yeah, about... He there. has
2: a stick. I think that's way, part of it. Um, Brian Saul
0: Wolves keeps adding weird tattoos to his left forearm. Are you watching? <laughs> so what are eyeball... those eyeballs on his arm, uh, man? Dude, that is getting some creepy weird. Stuff. There's a lot of ink going on there, a lot of ink. Um, yeah, this this is compelling. This is great. The
2: incident, Brian, I'll talk about another. The incident in 2017 in Las Vegas. With that woman judge, Adolescent Bird.
0: (laughs) The Adolescent Bird. Yeah, yeah, all right.
2: (laughs) Unrelated to this, but I still had to say
0: it. I still still did, too. All right, what is this button? They're
2: both great guys and hard men. Oh, that was about us, okay.
0: All right. Hard men. Yeah, hard men. So, I give Saul so much credit. no. Sergei or A is not a Boy Scout, but it's it's crazy, it's fun, it's wild, it's. And who it's is the? It's magnificent. It's magnificent. Um, Rafe, the, the best Who's comparison. Who's the last
2: Boy Scout
0: in boxing? Uh, Bruce Willis and Damon Waynes Um, <laughs> like the best comparison, I really think is is Sugar Ray Leonard Donnie Lalonde. And don't forget, like Sugar Ray had to get off the canvas to win that one. And that was a fight where it had it was almost like similar. Like Lalan wasn't into the thirty six year old level, but there was a slugger, somewhat limited, and Sugar Ray had the more craft, which Canelo certainly does in this. But like, had to go through a little bit of heck to be able to rally and get it, you know. And I've interviewed Sugar Ray Leonard on this pod a few times, you know, and he's like, "Yeah, damn right, I was hurt, you know, like I had a so the potential there for for Canelo to have to put on the man panties, the the, the put on the man bulge, and just really." Get after! Did Oscar lend those to him? Oh, come on! There's no, there's. I mean, you know, that's just. Uh, the...
2: Speaking of Boy Scouts, Brian. to it's, it's gonna be a pretty freaky deaky fight week between all the issues swirling around. Sergi
0: and Oscar. Yes, yes.
2: Are you going to, are you going to, you think you're going to hear any good scuttlebutt
0: about it? I'm going to analyze a few of the things. I have a group of analysts who receive the tip, they review the tip, they analyze the tip information. Okay, you know, I'll I'll probably reach out my fist to Saul, not Oscar, but you know, um, just to say what's up. Um, Yeah, Rafe, seriously, this is a great fight. So here it is, okay? uh light heavyweight title at stake here and i don't know if you saw the the interview with canelo at the media day where he they asked him about better He's like yeah i'd fight him which just to me is like i mean i just get i get the bubblies on the inside you know i get the i get like i just like that that burning sensation like i like it's not 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 like the gross pee but like like it's just i i get fired up i get like a little kid i'm like already shadow boxing even if he doesn't mean it just that he's like yeah damn right i'll fight that guy like i mean this is, like we said, this is the Canelo era, and he's making it happen here. And maybe it's like, well, I really don't want to fight Triple G, and they want me to, so I need a fight on this level to shut everybody up. Well, you shut me up. You you shut me the heck up. This is the type of fight where I have no complaints. I don't want to talk or hear any. Like, I want to just see this fight. So shout out to Canelo. Shout out to Dazone. Shout out to Omaha. And um, let's break this fight down. The body. The body. The body. What a beauty. Uh, if this fight goes into the second half, Rafe, I don't see remotely a scenario where Kovlev can win it. He tires late with the exception of the yard fight. We've never seen him have to rally or do something great. We've only kind of seen bad things. You know, not, not, not all bad. Look, I mean, you know, he went 12 against Hopkins and did well, although he did get kind of sneaky hurt by that jab, but Canelo's going to get the friggin' decision. You, you best believe that. A, B, he's the better boxer at this point, and really overall all-time against Kovalev. He's going to have the faster hands, and his the biggest weakness of his opponent, the body, what a beauty, body, Canelo Hashtag. can go after it. So are you with me on this scenario that I painted for you a couple of weeks ago saying, what if Sergey Kovalev Sir, Sir Jake, Sergey Colvin. Shout out to main events, by the way, getting the payday here. They deserve that. Um, Just says, this is a six-round fight. Or this is a four-round fight. Or just says, look, I can't win it. You can't win if it goes past round six. So, Buddy McGirt in his corner, and I love the relationship that they're building. Um, What if it's just, look, here's the deal. You gotta cough the ring. You gotta use the jab. But, you gotta double your, your, your normal pace, the stamina. And you gotta make this a fight and your goal is to knock this man out in four rounds or score a couple knockdowns and then rest behind that jab for or whatever, but, like, goes after it. Will they do that, Rafe? And is there any other avenue for victory? Or am I looking at this too extreme?
2: Well, Brian, if that happens, let's just say it will be a big big gift to people i mean biggest gift a big big stake gift to people because that would be the most that's the most exciting version of that that, that sergey says to hell with to hell with pacing myself I, I it doesn't matter how how hard i try to pace myself i'm still going to fade from round, after round 6 or 7 i am going to lay it all on the line and try and knock this fool out um, and I think there's some real, that, that might be his best chance to, to win this fight. However, if you look at the way that he's fought under Buddy McGirt, it's been the exact opposite of that. It's been slow down the pace, use that educated jab, use those boxing, you know, that, that, that classic upright European boxing ability that he does very well. And that is – that 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 he manages to pull off because he's got those naturally heavy hands. He forces – even if it's nothing fancy, he varies up the angles of the punches enough. He varies up the angles of the attack enough. He's got good timing with both the right and his jab. And he does – he keeps guys occupied enough that he can slowly break a guy down. He has or, a stick on him. Yeah, he uses that stick. He'll either break it down yard style or pace himself and survive to the end, like he did with Alvarez in the rematch. Not Saul, but later, Eliader. Eli-
0: now Eliader. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's the style that he's been been employing under Buddy McGirt. It's hard and, – and now it could be gamesmanship. You don't necessarily have to believe what Buddy McGirt's been saying in his interviews prior to this fight. But it, it sounds like it's going to be more of the same. It's going to be fight your fight, Sergey. Do you and make him adjust to what you can do in the ring.
0: That's almost bad, I think he, he bad, has
2: an, a pathway to victory that way. He, if his jab is that good that it keeps Canelo at bay for 12 rounds – Yes, it that pathway exists. I don't believe it.
0: Like we watched him, meaning Kovalev, get knocked out by Elider Alvarez with one giant punch that changed that fight, and then he got finished. But then he completely retooled and came back in that rematch and looked really good boxing and resurrected his name and career, and he's a champion again. And I think that we are very quick to just forget that performance when it was very recent, but. Them, the idea of them just going, you know what, let's stick with what brung us here. We're just going to do our thing. I think that's uh, it's not as ignorant as Canelo against Floyd, but it's almost in that same vein where it's like, well, we know how to box. So let's go in there and see if we can outbox the greatest boxer of this generation. No, no. Saint. And this I ain't think, Birdo. yeah, this ain't, this ain't, this the same, the same, this is the raw dog. And, and, um, I think this that, is the
2: raw ginger
0: indeed. And I think that would be the same type of thing where it's like, okay, I can use my jab. I can win rounds against Canelo. You're not here to win rounds because there's 12 of them. And eventually he'll get to your stomach and he'll drop your guard and he will probably knock you out. So
2: not to mention, even if he doesn't, he's probably starting the fight up four rounds on the car. Yes.
0: That's what Austin Trout had to deal with. Eight rounds to zero at the open scoring mark. Um, So when I ask that question, which I think you fielded well, of, you know, well, what if he just Hagler Hearns him? He has to be wired in a way where that's possible. I don't know if that's in him, Rafe. Right? Like, he's a great bully. He's a great uh, crotch chop, set you up and get you out of there, guy. I mean, yeah. Uh, Somebody find Nathan Cleverly's soul and slip through the ring ropes there and uh Cardiff. But uh I don't even know if he has that ge- that 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 gear. It may, like what part of you has fear, Rafe, for as great as this fight is on paper? And I am fired the hell up. This uh, the stiffness that as as Richie said. I'm very feel, all that good stuff. That this is Kovalev's retirement. And yeah. I'll go in there and and, and see if I can win more rounds than him or see if he walks into something. But you know what, dude? I don't really have much of a career left after this anyway. He might have
2: to leave the country.
0: And although although BC uh, doesn't have the numbers in front of me, I'm going to guess that he will make more in this fight than his entire career combined. Am I correct? Is that an insane thing to say?
2: nah i don't i mean he had to be making close to a million dollar paydays make much for
0: the word fights he didn't make much at all it was ward who made the big money
2: it's true but i mean even in the in in all those years of headlining hbo cards
0: yeah you're probably like he was making
2: like half. you know low like basically a million per or something like that
0: uh and i don't know they weren't right, necessarily the point, they're the, not
2: necessarily reported because they're not in nevada but
0: but you get um, the point the point is yeah. that like. Like this is a this is an insane lottery ticket for him. And and he earned it by going through yard and, and doing that. And maybe you know, I have that fear, Rafe. I have that fear that things go bad, it's like, you know, I, I don't I don't need to get knocked out or I don't need to to you know and I hope that wouldn't be the case. I hope I'm not projecting something negative on this fight before it happens. But I think it would probably be asking too much of him as a person to just say, you know what, balls to the wall, I'm gonna knock this dude out. So hopefully there's a middle ground where it can be both entertaining, and Sir could have a chance to win.
2: Yeah, I, I I think that Kovalev, even if he doesn't go balls to the wall, he is not a he's not that good of a defense first fighter to 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 just cruise twelve rounds with Canelo. I think he he could come in and fight his normal fight and it may it may or may not work out for him. I think it only works out for him if it turns out that Canelo completely misjudged and bit off way more than he can chew. Like if it is if, if, if that's how Kovalev wins this fight not doing anything different. Um but I don't I, you know even if he wanted to come in and just cruise and and walk away with all that, with a giant pile of money, I don't think it. I don't think you're in for an easy night with Canelo if Canelo can get to you. I mean, Chavez made it through. Chavez Jr. made it through 12 rounds, but he got the living crap beat out of him. And It's just another testament to that insane chin of his. Um, I, you know, I think I could look. It will. It may not be a classic. Canelo could come in and prove. A, almost in a way that doesn't help him, that will make the, the people who cannot stand Canelo point and say, see, I told you so, that if Canelo comes in and walks through Kovalev, it almost turns into, oh, yeah, he was just picking off this old guy. Like, he, oh, wash, he was washed. Um, and that's not, I mean, I don't think that's not how I look at this fight. This is a really dangerous, suspenseful fight that could has a lot of different outcomes possible to
0: it. Rafe, what's more likely to happen? That Canelo underestimated the leap to 175 and the power that Kovalev's coming back with, in a sense that it alters his boldness. And then we actually have an interesting chess match where he turns into the boxer and Kovalev's the, the hard, you know, jabber counterpuncher guy who could make him pay if Canelo gets too aggressive. Or the flip side, where Kovalev potentially underestimates just how much the speed and technique difference will be where i'm not saying that it looks like manny against oscar but canelo can do whatever he wants whenever he wants and suddenly Kovala's face is getting red quickly
2: yeah uh i think that it is well i don't i think it i i am hopeful and and expect it to be a closer fight than either of those outcomes i think that the the more likely of those two paths is canelo turns out to be every bit ready for this The size is not an issue to him his hand speed and upper body movement he slipped he basically slips the first round he's slipping jabs and countering over the top with rights and we're like okay this you know never mind this ain't this ain't you know this ain't birdo um and and it and it plays out that way i could see that i i i do think it it has a better chance of being, you know, a, a more competitive fight than that. But I, I see that happening more than the, oh, Canelo, you effed up, you, you, it yeah. it off way more than you. Do. Let me ask you one, Brian.
0: Well, you were saying slipping jabs, and it got me thinking. Somebody slipped me a, a Jimmy. Somebody, uh, somebody. It uh, was so the meat of Mexico. No, no one owns no,
2: it. Let me slip you this, Jimmy, Brian. Um, what do you, what do you make of the layoff? factor. Is it is it good for Kovalev? Is it bad for Kovalev? Now, there are a lot of folks out there saying, hey, you know, this all the pro, the problems that Kovalev had over his career, perhaps getting a little bit out of shape, not taking his conditioning as seriously between fights and then having to spend camp getting into shape. Maybe that's not, you know, maybe, the, maybe this quick turnaround after the, what, it was like the last or second last day of August when he had that tough fight with anthony yard is it that the quick turnaround of just a little over two months to have this fight is is going to be good for him because he's never he never had time to get out of shape or the guy's 36 brian so you don't recover like you used to
0: i'd i if i had a choice of taking him in this scenario or taking him a year and a half because he had a weight extra for Canelo, let's say, or whatever, you know, I- I'm taking this scenario. I mean, obviously there, you know, would a middle ground be better? Yeah. Probably it'd be better if he had a full camp, full recovery period, all that stuff. He took punishment in there. Maybe not so much, uh, uh, cosmetic, but certainly, you know, damage. Certainly he was rocked, um, a hundred percent, but I think in the end, having him physically in shape. From just being in a camp and kind of sliding into another one is going to be a a greater benefit that at this age. You want activity, Rafe.
2: I want guys.
0: I I want that guys. Um it it, I think we both you know, the the betting odds makers aren't wrong in what essentially going Canelo as what what was it? Minus uh minus six hundred Sounds about oh, really like plus four something. Let me let me let me call those odds that's up. That's
2: wide, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you weren't making an Oscar joke there, right? That, that's. <laughs>
2: uh... Jeez, nice. no, I, I that was a, the expression of sincere surprise. Right. I mean, I, I would think this is more of like a three, but two I and a half to one, scale. three. I got, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I got fish You're yeah, fish. Yeah, all right, it's loading. I got to You know, when I when I do this podcast, it slows my Wi-Fi down. Um. Oh, Blake Cup, Caparillo, and Josh Buatzi off on Saturday, just so you know, okay? They're, damn! not find that guy's soul. Alright, it's, it's a much more manageable than that. Uh, minus 440 for Saul, plus 350 for Kovalev. I think that, uh, that's fair and accurate. Is there anything we're missing? Is there anything they're missing? Is there any element to this fight? Intangibles? Anything, Rafe? That's gonna stop in the end the betting odds makers from telling you Alvarez Alvarez is going to win by late stoppage. You ultimately probably predicting that in 2 minutes and me doing the same. What are we not seeing, thinking, imagining in this matchup?
2: Oh, well, it's nothing we haven't said already, Brian, but it's that this is the, the Canelo is walking into an unknown here. This is the, the he there's just still that chance, call it 10%, 15, 5, whatever you you want to call it. That he is misjudged very badly, and he is going to fi- be in in store for a very rude awakening. Uh, right as soon as the first bell goes
0: off. Interesting, interesting. Um, I can't wait for that unknown, that same unknown that makes it hard to 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 lean on this one side in any direction. Is that same unknown that we have to see? So you got to pick Canelo. All the all the numbers, all the feelings, all the guesses. How does it end though, Rafe? Uh you
2: know, it ends like we think it's gonna end. Seven or eighth round stoppage, uh a couple of knockdowns. Uh Kovalev can't continue, you know, gets basically he 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 probably gets up, beats the count on uh, on after being knocked down a couple times, but he's in bad shape and uh referee Russell Mora jumps in and stops it.
0: And punches Abner Morris to the ball. No, he uh Rafe, like It's hard to quantitate this, but if you had to guess, how would you compare the power at 160 in the rematch that Canelo walked through to the power that Anthony Yard gave Kovalev to the power that that Canelo is going to give Kovalev? Like, is there a chance that Golovkin at 60 hits harder than... Then some of the stuff Canelo's, some of the stuff that, that that I'm like I just I don't know I'm trying to I don't really know what I'm saying here but I'm trying to connect all the power dots and I'm like okay if we all think Canelo can wear Kovalev down and stop him yeah I guess I can see that but Kovalev did take bombs from Yard and he was able to finish that fight and win it and rally.
2: It's, yeah, it was really just one difficult—two two tough rounds against Yard. Very tough. He was almost out He was out on his feet, essentially, in one of those rounds. But does the precision
0: but, and potential speed of what Canelo's doing amplify the danger? I don't know. I guess how I predict the the method in which Canelo wins has to come down to how tough— in, in a sense, it's how tough Kovalev wants to be, but in another sense, Rafe, it's how much Canelo's power can rise. I mean, is he going to walk in there— and have middleweight power against a light heavyweight, or is he just, you know, one of the best of this era where that won't really matter because well, he's gonna be quick, he's gonna be on the money.
2: Brian, here's the thing: uh, for all of, I mean, Sergey Kovalev is was has been a one of the very very best fighters of this generation. Period, and. You know, uh, other than losing to Andre Ward, he nobody has really you know uh, that that prime run was was formidable, formidable stuff. Um, but there were there have been rumors about it in, going way back. You know, to his amateur days, the Russians then the Ukrainians they, they they say it. He's known for not having a great chin, and you think about it, the times that he's been touched, he's been hurt. You know, Jean Pascal. Shook him up a little bit with some counter punches, even though he was in the middle of getting sent to hell. Andre Ward wasn't a puncher at any weight. Still had him hurt bad with that right hand before the nut shots that ended the second (laughs) fight. Um, Took one good shot from Alvarez to basically be done. You know, he beat the count. He doesn't. That's the other thing. He He can be hurt. And. He doesn't know how to, how to survive when he is hurt, right? I mean, every time we've seen Kovalev hurt, the legs go. He's flopping around. He's still trying to punch. He doesn't hold. He doesn't – that is the – look, of, of all the things that he could have been working on with Buddy McGirt over the last couple of fights, the last year or so that they've been working on, working together, that's the biggest thing I hope that, that McGirt managed to – add to Kovalev's game which is just strategy so an idea of how to to survive once you're hurt um that if he can do that that changes this fight because you know every time we've seen him hurt before he's he it was a it was downhill real fast and the only time he survived it was against Yard and that's because Yard uh I, I think he shot his load Brian <laughs> uh,
0: I think you're right. Look, if you're you know, we've we've got betting fans on this show. Um, listeners. It's legal. Eric Raskin can jump on his apps in the, in the state of New Jersey and bet. You can probably hear his take on some showtime boxing podcast out there. But um you gotta go Canelo by Stop It Drafe. He's a finisher. I am. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of it. That's the end of the discussion. Are you ready, Rafe, to wrap up the rest of this weekend? I'm just blown away by how many people are putting boxing cards against this. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Do you care about finding out if you care? I do care. I do care. All right. All right. Thank you for your stamina, this show. Thank you. I'll get you a T U E afterward. Whoa! I'm about to have an IUD right. if you don't let I'm me pausing, go to the bathroom, I'm Brian. This is gross. I'm pausing it right now. All right. All right, we're back from the bathroom here, Rafe. Let's do it did
2: now. I, did I say IUD? I meant a UTI,
0: by that's, the way. That's just, that's just gross. All right. I mean, uh, it's
2: impossible for me to be fitted with an IUD. <laughs>
0: I'll give you the exemp- exemption, okay? 18 days after the fact. Don't worry about it. But you want to put anything in your shoulder, not happening. Rafe, Uh, Friday night in Las Vegas, Mayweather Promotions has a showbox card. All right, are you ready for this? Main event, Xavier Martinez. Versus Jesse Chris Rosales, ten rounds, junior lightweights.
2: I know. Them. I, I care about my man Roly, who's on this card.
0: <laughs> who's Roly?
2: Isn't Rolando Romero on this card?
0: Uh, no. no. All right, never mind. Never <laughs> no, mind. no. Uh, co-main event though is Richardson Hitchens, that good-looking New York prospect, against Kevin Johnson, ten rounds, welterweights.
2: No. Uh, where's this where's the card at Oh, Rolando
0: Romero is a lightweight yeah, yeah he's facing Juan Carlos Cordonias
2: yeah my man like 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 Floyd says let Ryan Garcia beat my
0: man Roly yes you're right the proof is in the pudding all right uh Saturday Rafe ESPN has a card a good one too in Carson California your old backyard but it's going up against Canelo Kovalev and it's a title bout, main event. Miguel Bershelt is going to defend his WBC 130 title against Jason Sosa. This will be fun business, Rafe.
2: Yeah, shoot. It's a decent enough fight. I'd like to see Bershelt be a little more ambitious, but hopefully we get that in 2020. I love me some Miguel El Alacran scorpion. I'd love to see
0: him against Loma.
2: I would like to see that. Yes. I mean, I think I, I obviously favor Loma for a lot of reasons that make sense. But I, man, that guy is, is big at 130. He's athletic. He boxes better than he's given credit for because of the way he puts it on people. But he, he, he's, he's, I like that man.
0: Uh, the Russian, I think is, is more to my liking. Uh, okay. Co- Co- man event is a title about on Callejas will defend his. Oh, come his-
2: on. What? Jerwin Ancajas.
0: Well, is he Filipino? Yes. He will defend his Pinoy IB... na Pinoy. He will defend his IBF junior bantamweight title against Jonathan Rodriguez.
2: Of course, I care. Nah.
0: Ibang level yung Pinoy,
2: Grabe, nah, pare.
0: Uh, also on this card, Ray, remember Alex Saucedo? Good action. Fighter? Yeah,
2: he's fighting Rod Salga. Rod Salta. Salta. How I... did we? How did we as a boxing fan community not? Apply the same amount of outrage to the <laughs> old uh, Salka at one hundred and forty versus Danny Garcia days.
0: Eight rounds, junior welterweights. Um, even with Rod Salka's Maga uh, brick wall trunks, which were just ridiculous, I still have a south soft spot for him in my heart because I watched uh, I watched an assault brother. I mean, I watched a man get killed in the ring close up with that left hook from hell. Wow!
2: I thought you were going to say that you you watched that epic. Epic battle with Monte Meza Clay on. Dude, that was a good-ass
0: fight. What was that? That was for the WBC Feeker Box title. What channel was that on? <laughs> I, don't know, so I think Steve on Kim like... called it. What? Yeah, Steve Kim called that fight. It was like a Mike Tyson promotions fight. Probably it was on, on
2: one of those. It was on one of the, the – it wasn't NBC Sportsnet. It was like oh, one CBS of the other – Sports Network or something. I think it was. Is Isn't that what you work for?
0: Well, no. Not, I do CBS Sports HQ, the 24-7 streaming network, Rafe. All right? Anyway oh, – yeah. Um, remember Rod's trainer in the Dan- DSG fight was a uh, Spatty.
2: Yeah, for I mean, you know these, these Pittsburgh guys. They're
0: on the towel already. Uh, he threw it late. He did throw it late. All right, Rafe. Um, Saturday it's Canelo Kovalev, MGM Grand Vegas in zone. Co-main event: Our guy, Rye guy, Ryan Garcia will be back from impregnating half of California against Romero Duno, Duno, Duno. And this is the guy who wore the T-shirt the last fight, calling out Rye Guy to get him to fight. Twelve rounds, lightweight. It's a little bit of a grudge match here. I don't know much about Romero Duno, the fighter, though. Do you?
2: Only that I watched that fight. He won in, in September, and he didn't look like he was going to beat Ryan Garcia.
0: He's a Filipino, Rafe. He's twenty-four years old. He is. He's is, he
2: is. not bad. I mean, he I've, lives watched, in LA. I've watched him a little.
0: He, he's yeah. basically your brother. I mean, this is like this is your guy, right? <sighs>
2: I, I would like to favor the Pinoy in this one. It's more to my like. He's definitely more to my liking, but I don't. I think that uh, it's a safe enough fight. Is it step up? It's the right direction for Ryan Garcia, and uh, I believe he, he's talking. Garcia's out here talking about after this, I want to fight former champs and champs only. We'll see about that. But hey, it's it's a good fight. They wanted it. They got it. Now show
0: us some. And then
1: I take advantage, and then when I shoot my shot. It, I shoot, you
0: know, for the KO. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he was not talking about boxing during that conversation. Rafe, also on this pay-per-view, well, it's the zone. They killed pay-per-view, but it's Bakram Zaliev against Jorge Fortea, 12 rounds and a junior middleweight eliminator.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know nothing about that. All right. You <laughs> got a
0: title about seniesa Estrada will take on Marlon Esparza for the vacant WBA interim women's flyweight title. That's on TV? That's
2: that's on the... What's 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 on the main card? When do I get to Blair that's the Flair? Tell of, me he is not... Tell me... If you tell me Blair the Flair is not part of the main nah, part
0: of this... they don't really this. have a main card on DAZN, Rafe. And that title fight is for the vacant interim. He's
1: fighting for the uh, interim this Friday, right? He gives a shit about the interim. <laughs>
2: I mean, the journalist.
0: Yeah, yeah. Carlos yeah. Uh Blair Cobbs, Blair the Flair will have a 10 round welterweight bout against Carlos Ortiz. Which Carlos Ortiz is that, Rafe?
2: No, I thought the guy I saw was nobody. No, no. Carlos Ortiz Cervantes, who is not looking like a world beater of an opponent. He is 11 and 4, lost his last three. Oh, God. Lost his, lost his last fight to a guy who was three and nine
0: <laughs> so um full disclosure this this um state of combat podcast that you're listening to will be on podcast row this week and you we got a guest list from the folks at uh golden Boy Zone Matchroom. and on that guest list is carlos ortiz rafe and i'm thinking who the heck is that guy uh, that's did he fight did he fight spence no that's ocampo and i'm going back and forth in my head and i'm like is he one of these of guys that that's going to be on a Hall of Fame ballot? And I don't know who the hell is Carlos Ortiz. Turns out he lost his last three, and he's fighting Blair Cobbs. All right.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's he's got three wins over the same guy. Isma. Four wins over Ishmael <laughs> Vasquez. <laughs> well, we'll be- Call me Ishmael. All wow. Right.
0: We'll be. I'll be talking to him about that. Yes, indeed. Um. Wow, I think I just... I, you know pants. what, okay. though? I
2: still care because of the flair. I care for flair. Bring it on. Woo! All right, you no, you need s- to talk to this man. Get in. You better F and get inside. Well, uh, making his flare.
0: pro debut on this card, I believe, is Evan Holyfield, the son of Evander, four rounds junior middleweights against Nick Winstead. Will you care about this? No, I don't care
2: about that at all. You don't
0: care about Evan Holyfield? Right,
2: let him win some fights first. All
0: right. All right. Um, also, Saturday... In the zone, earlier in the day, Manchester, England, I'm telling you, people loading up on this Saturday, Rafe. It's not like like you, you're not going to win. You can't win. And it's a title bout in the main event. Christina Leonardo, too, will defend her WBO Women's Junior Welter title against Katie Taylor, the fighting pride of Ireland. Shouldn't this be a delphine Pursune matchup? Instead, Katie Taylor moving up in weight, Rafe.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I Katie Taylor is exciting. Uh, the the Pursue fight was fun. I don't know what to expect from uh, the Greek, the the that Greek woman, but um, but he pays
1: attention to your body from start to finish. All right,
0: but I'm still. Somebody,
2: I, I, I'm I'm in on Katie Taylor.
0: All right. So you better get it, you better get it inside of her. Uh, somebody, good lord! Somebody's gonna lose. Somebody's gonna lose to, oh, wow. gonna lose to Hell a, no. a woman What's with. What is wrong uh, with you? Yeah. It's
1: a simple concept: bitches and cigarettes. Oh, right, Everybody's right.
0: happy. I'm very happy. Billion uh, uh, dollar crowla, Anthony Rock and Rolla will take on Frank Urkiaga. Ten rounds, lightweights. No, it's a
2: farewell fight for for rock and roller, you gotta you gotta have a i, I have a little i care about that i have the, the rock and roller, serious top bloke
0: all right what the hell is pbc doing nova this is in Oxon hill maryland at the other mgm what the hell's mgm doing mgm's put on canelo cove 11 at the same time on fs1 they're putting on a pbc on fox card brian castaño fresh off that uh that draw, right? Draw. With Arislandi Lara in Brooklyn against Wale Amatoso, ten rounds junior middleweights. Lucky boy uh, moving up here, Rafe.
2: Uh, yeah, look, Castano should eat that man alive. This yes. should be chum for Castano.
0: Um in the co main, Javier Fortuna against Jesus Quajar, ten rounds junior lightweights. I feel like they've fought already. I feel like I was there the first time.
2: <sighs> no, you're thinking of uh Quayar sending Wanma to hell.
0: Oh, no, I was there. the the the, the, yeah. hand, the bloody hand wraps of Wanma fell to my feet, and I almost collected them as a souvenir, thinking it was his last fight. And then I'm like, "What am I doing? I'm going to catch something, right?" His
2: last fight doesn't happen until he has fought Gamboa, yes. Brian. Yes. However, however, I like this. This has a little bit of sloppy Super Bowl written all over it. The Fortuna Quayar uh, I older mean, I'm, I'm, washed gentleman yeah, fight
0: I, I actually care about that fight um cowboy ryan carl's back a couple gary russell brothers will be on this card
2: cowboy ryan carl is back who somebody beat him already right, by now yeah, right Yeah,
0: probably he's fighting bergman aguilar 10 rounds welterweights nobody really cares Rafe. Right? um uh yeah in uh germany leon bun 10 rounds light heavyweights against enrico kohling you know that dude yeah, Enrico
2: Kohling is the guy that uh, Beterbiev
0: yes. won his vacant fecal belt off of. All right. Uh, then five days later, we're going to get that DAZN, uh WBSS final with Neowa Inoue and Nonito Donaire. Hopefully we can talk about that next
2: Beterbiev got all up in that Kohling.
0: Yes. Uh, we got all up in Canelo Kovalev, breaking it down from every possible angle. Please continue. Follow our podcast. Pay it forward. Big time interview shows this week, Thursday and Friday. You will not want to miss the Todd Grisham's, the Chris Mannix's, the Sergio Mora's of the world. Top young fighters, Blair Cobbs, Ryan Garcia, veterans, legends. Talk to Buddy McGirt, Kathy Duvall, the big names that'll be in Vegas. Oscar, B-Hop, we'll get them on this show. And don't forget to check out the Instant Analysis pod Saturday night between Bugs and BC after the fights. Most likely Sunday morning, depending on where you live. All right. Rafe, um, that's it, brother. I'm excited. We both got Canelo by stoppage, but plenty of intrigue in this. Don't miss this fight on zone when Canelo and Kovalev square off for that 175 belt. Rafe, where are you going to watch the fight from? Your damn living room at 8 Mile?
2: I was thinking in my basement, in my underwear, like a real loser.
1: Oh. Let's face it. We all have problems, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know why that's so funny, Rich. Right?
2: He's, he's right. We all, we you know, we all have problems. You know, I'm I'm not a Boy Scout,
0: Brian. That is true. Um, are you ready though? Are you ready for this fight?
2: I was born, Brian. We good friends. You love my daddy.
0: Yeah. You never met my daddy.
2: Let's get it on. Yeah. Let's get this fight
0: on, Mellow yes, baby. And um, follow us at State of Combat. Follow that Ray Books by the way, okay? Check out his work at the Athletic and um that's it. That's it. That's the whole show. Two words Ray guys.
1: We out.